0: Hi there. Uh, in this week's chat with Ralph, the legendary X-City <laughs> Equity Research Analyst, we are going to talk about three things. We'll start off uh, with the depressing stuff first, and then work up towards ending on a high. So today, we are going to talk about number one, the weather, um, <laughs> and specifically El Nino. Secondly, we shall be talking about alphabet soup. So, specifically there, how can the the UK can do okay with AI between the US and the EU. Then the third thing is that we will talk about the Apple Vision Pro. So with those things in mind, um, I mean, I'd like to talk about El Nino. I mean, it's one of those things um, that I guess people just don't really think that much about. but it is going to have a very big effect, um, a bit like inflation, maybe a year and a half ago. Um, so anyway, would you um, care to enlighten everyone um, about your thoughts about El-, El Nino, what it is and what the effects are going to be?
1: <laughs> yes. On the The first thing I think we need to point out is that El Nino, is a weather phenomenon yep. because because you were saying let's talk about the weather and that is what we are basically talking about. There is also um, La Niña, which yes. is sort of the opposite effect. And the reason I know anything about this at all is because I used to be an insurance analyst. Uh, yes. So this is normally the conversation stopper. The conversation stopper goes like go like this, German accent. <laughs> insurance yes you can basically make sure that nobody is listening to
0: this everyone (laughs) listens to you though ralph because you have that aura Oh, so you have an aura. The aura.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Using that aura, I'm going to talk to the last few remaining people <laughs> on the show about El Nino. So El Nino is not La Nina. La Nina mm-hmm. is when basically things get colder, yeah. let's say. And El Nino is when things get warmer. Well, what it actually means is that the um, it, it it relates to water temperature and the Gulf Stream and other... Uh, yeah. The stream dynamics in the oceans and I mean I really am not much of an um, expert on this. I just know El Niño because it used to be a regular phenomenon which we had to be aware of because <laughs> it would mean that claims in the insurance industry would uh, go up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it, it broadly is when the uh, ocean water which is transported around the earth by various dynamics is 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 broadly getting warmer, yeah, and the impacts of these are in the u s broadly as follows uh the the north of north America, if that still makes sense, which is sort of Canada and north of canada uh is um getting warmer hmm the all of the south of the United States, so e, the southeast and the southwest and the middle, is, is getting wetter, so mm-hmm. it rains more. And the uh, bit of the USA, which is sort of the eastern seaboard, the east, um, is getting warmer. Now that leads to more drought. Mm-hmm. And 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 this 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 is the sort of uh, the, the part of America I haven't explicitly mentioned, but interestingly, it leads to drought in the sort of uh, agricultural baskets of of the U.S., which is yep. that Central Basin. I mean, if you think about the U.S., as basically a big U-shaped, mm-hmm. and then it sort of slopes off again to the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, and it's that sort of U-shaped, the U Basin, where of course we have Iowa and various bread baskets and agricultural sources. <clears throat> the world is benefiting from. Now, the issue is, of course, that if we get uh, more frequent and more severe droughts in that area, then the crops are in danger. Mm -hmm. We get less crops, the the harvest is less efficient, there's less of it, and therefore food prices are increasing, Mm -hmm. and that is a dynamic which we have always regularly seen as one which is associated with this weather phenomenon called El Niño. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> El Ninos come in, uh, c- c- come about periodically. They can last up to four years, although I believe mm-hmm. that's rare. I think mm-hmm. normally they last between one and two years. Um, and it has now been confirmed that all the indications are indeed that we are heading into an El Nino phase. Mm-hmm. We're not quite in it yet, but it's expected to start later later this year, in sort of August or so. Right. Um, and and one last impact, which is counterintuitive, which is that wildfires, you know, the w- wildfire season, which, now mm-hmm. tragically, unfortunately, we have to speak of um, mm-hmm. in in California, is not going to be as pronounced. So it's going to be less wildfires. There's going to be less hurricanes, but there's going to be more drought. I think that's right. broadly correct to characterize mm-hmm. it that way. Mm. And that I mean that that
0: obviously has a, an impact on. Um, a- agricultural produce and those kinds of foodstuff commodities, doesn't it?
1: Th- that's the issue, precisely. I mean, the the, the reason that w- I, I suppose we are talking about this now in our weekly chat is, is, is not just that we are interested in talking about the weather. Uh, Interesting it, though that is. It, it, it. It's fascinating in the river. Absolutely, I was, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah, totally. I mean, I talk yeah. about very little else uh, yes, when, when I'm when I'm off the podcast. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but, comma. But so sen- <laughs> sentence continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but because it does have economic uh, impacts and the Mm. and 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 we mentioned what it is uh, so crop prices agricultural food prices grocery prices etc are going up and that is not good in itself but it is of course especially unwanted at Mm. the current time when the other thing we talk about a lot Uh, is inflation Mm. and inflation is of course going well i mean the probably the two elements which are driving inflation most are energy prices and food prices Mm -hmm. and energy prices are now thankfully coming down so we're going to get a a stay of execution there so to speak Mm. Um, but we're all waiting for inflation numbers to come down and we commented last week on the fact that I believe economists and everybody is watching inflation, the metric inflation, with a lot more focus than they otherwise would. So we're Mm -hmm. all waiting for inflation to come down. Uh, But the fact that we are moving into this El Nino phase for the next one to two years is surely going to mean that an important component of inflation, which is gross food, food prices, is unlikely to come down materially Mm. Uh, perhaps I'm being too pessimistic we will have to see how this actually then uh, pans out in in detail and in Mm. reality but uh, sitting here at the start of another El Nino phase at the time of biting inflation which we currently of course are in I'm sort of minded to see this as a as as a negative event
0: Mm. Mm.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's not good is it it's not good um
0: but, uh, I guess you know we'll just have to see you know wh- whether the predictions are correct and that it comes when it's supposed to come or you know whether it gets delayed or something I don't know, but yeah, like you say I mean the problem is it's coming at precisely the wrong time, isn't it really
1: yes and and unfortunately i've i've uh, gone through a f- <laughs> there is a flow chart which allows you to sort of evaluate whether the various uh, meteorological metrics which are in focus when you try to assess whether an mm-hmm. El Nino event is impending or not. All these various uh, metrics point towards the El Nino event happening because, mm. because sometimes it's, it's a complicated flowchart, you know, and, and often you come down and they say, ah, well, El Nino likely or not likely or may not happen or whatever, mm-hmm. but this time, unfortunately, it says El Nino very likely to happen. Mm.
0: So, yes, I mean, I, I wonder whether we'll see, you know, stocking up um, people, you know, buying buying stuff in uh, again, you know, is it going to be, I wonder if it'll be like, you know, the beginning of the, no, so, yeah. Well,
1: I, I don't think so because food, food the, the foodstuffs we're talking about are uh, perishable, aren't they? Mm. I mean, you can't really panic buy tomatoes.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, I suppose anything that can you can freeze, um, I guess you could oh, potentially you know, do that. Because I remember okay. it was funny, isn't it? It does seem like a long time ago now. But, you know, I do remember that um, electrical retailers at the beginning of the pandemic were selling out of those um, chest freezers, weren't they? Um, right, so that yeah. people were just buying loads of meat and and veg and stuff and just shoving it in there, whilst obviously buying pasta in vast quantities and of course, uh, loads of loo roll. Um, but <laughs> um, but yeah, you know that all seems like a long time ago now. But uh, but it wasn't actually that long
1: ago. Well, but anyway, one one prediction I'm I'm happy to make with confidence. I do not believe that a nino is going to affect the price of loo loo no. roll. No, actually, no. quite the opposite, because people have less food to eat. <laughs> okay, that's good. Let's, shall that's we move good. One? Yeah, let's move on on,
0: on that uh, on that on that note. Uh, let's just uh, uh, yes, just wipe that from our memory, shall oh we? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> i was desperately trying to think of some kind of loo roll related pun there um but anyway yes uh so so um so okay let's talk about the next thing about ai the uk the us and the eu so basically what has happened is um sunak uh you know pa- prime minister sunak has decided um, that he wants. Um, Britain's play, play a leading role in the development of AI and AI regulation. Now um he got endorsed essentially by Biden. Um uh, he, he's been in America for the last few days. Um Biden sees it as a as a good kind of you know option. Um so I think that there's going to be some sort of AI regulation conference here in the autumn um and uh so you know at the moment as things stand you've probably got the us at one extreme which wants regulation but not too much because it's their companies that the ones are going to be the most affected then you've got the europeans at the other end of the scale who are very keen to be very strict on the development and then you've got the brits in the middle who are you know wanting more regulation in the US but not getting as hysterical as as the Europeans, for instance. Now, before we go on, I would say, I mean, I got this, it just seemed to me, when when we were talking earlier on, because I know that, uh, I hope this doesn't burst the bubble, but, you know, we do have a chat before we get on here, so just, Um, but it seemed to me, and I've written down a few things here um, about how I think that Rishi Sunak has, um, seems he's, he's jumped from one bandwagon to another, it seems, because I, I kind of feel that he comes in on a mo- Monday morning and says to, you know, has a, has a meeting, goes, right, team, what's hot right now? And someone will come up with some word or a few words. And then everyone has like a, a, a session, you know, throwing everything in. So, so far, I remember him wanting to do nfts so so doing a um i think also doing a, a brit coin as well uh, talking about that um and that didn't really pan out uh, he wanted us to be at the at the cutting edge of battery technology that didn't really work out either um he wanted us to be at the cutting edge of chips didn't work too well you know nexperia and uh, uh, the um Uh, was it Newport wafer fab thing in in Wales didn't go very well then there was whole arm um, which was was he wanted desperately to list in London but decided to go to New York anyway so we didn't do very well in chips and of course there was SPACs as well which everyone else and their dog did um, made a, a ton of money and then just as things were really winding down That's when we changed the regulations to make SPACs easier to do over here. So it seems that he's been kind of one step or a few steps behind the latest trends. But this particular one seems to have gained traction. And I kind of, again, wonder whether um, this is a case of... uh, Is he trying to find something to distract everyone with so that people won't focus too much on how underwhelming the whole brexit uh, process has been um i'm trying to say this politely um so um so i you know he, he, on the one hand hope i'm wondering whether he's going into the, potentially going into the election next year saying okay you voted for brexit we brought brought it to life okay people didn't do particularly well, and yes, it is a bit of a pain, but we're at the cutting edge of AI, you know? So it's almost like he wants to bring something positive to the party. Mm. But anyway, what do you make of it?
1: Uh, well, yes, I mean, as we were talking earlier, mm-hmm we were having a little linguistical discussion about the metaphor jumping on, on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was one, yes, first of all, the metaphor is accurate, but I was wondering whether the metaphor is sort of like, you, you, you need to first of all, identify the bandwagon and to, and, and then jump mm. on it. And so, so yeah. the meetings are probably a bit like yeah. that. Yeah. So what's Any what, bandwagons, what? anyone, yeah, anyone, exactly. anyone <laughs> bandwagons? <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, there's this cool one about, about crypto. Oh, yeah. yeah, fantastic Bitcoin, is it? Yeah. We could call it Britcoin.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Let's yeah, do that. I can
0: imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. Sort
1: of conversations of that nature. And, well, the uh, j- joking aside, um, Brexit has, of course, created an, an issue. I mean, nobody will know this because I'm always so neutral on Brexit, but I... <laughs> don't actually like it much eh? that's yeah. a that's complete surprise to everybody but mm. there it is well I, and... I tell
0: you, I'm just I'm just glad I was sitting down <laughs> I mean you know I, otherwise I, I would have I would have had a bit of a wobble there but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: there we are <laughs> but anyway so we we, we we lost some stuff in in brexit mm-hmm. uh, let's let's call it that and we <laughs> gained something what did we gain we gained one thing which I believe is um, not a matter of opinion, and that is that we are no longer part of EU regulation. That is true in most parts, in the financial services sector it's not as clear cut, but certainly new regulation, which the EU countries are bringing in, which is going to be binding for them, is no longer binding for us. Mm -hmm. And that is an asset if we can bring industries here, um, who will be able to benefit from light lighter touch or light touch regulation in that particular field <laughs> now as as you mentioned, there were a few bandwagons which we identified which w- we, we which we unfortunately had to leave rushing by. Mm-hmm. Couldn't quite jump on them, but AI, I think, is something which we might be able to catch early. Mm-hmm. If early. Early is still the right word in this, by the way. I think because we have been discussing AI and the technological advancement often on this program, mm-hmm. and it is clearly the case that the technological development is now in a in a steeper part of the exponential progression curve. Mm-hmm. But the investment part, I think, is not quite there yet because Mm. the investable commercial representations of AI have not emerged as much yet. There are some, but there are the enabling ones. Chips, Mm. for example, NVIDIA, has Mm. the stock price has soared by 60%. Mm. So that is true. It is also true that, let's say, make NVIDIA the bellwether of this, we can see that when there are commercial applications of AI already, that is where the investments are going, Mm -hmm. because AI will be an explosive force in the future. But there are lots of uh, commercial applications which as yet have to develop, and that is where the money will go. Mm. So it is a smart move and an understandable move to position the UK as the host country of industries which are to be developed, which are to develop in the AI space. Mm-hmm. Bring in the other issue, which is a regulation, which we've also discussed on this program and which is clearly uh, becoming a very tangible issue. Two, three weeks ago, we said... That when people who lobby politicians, tech people who lobby politicians, are coming back from their discussions and they're saying things like, "Oh, unfortunately, this is all very difficult and the politicians are not listening. It's not just they're not listening. They're not really even understanding that mm. this is a problem that needs to be regulated. I think we are getting past this stage now. I think politicians are now listening. Mm -hmm. Politicians have discovered that this is an issue which has to be regulated. Now, the European Union has reacted in a firm way and passed an AI law. That's not how the EU works, but let's call it that. It's easier to to think about it in these terms. Um, The UK is outside. The AI law doesn't apply, so we can still have industries here that Mm -hmm. are going to develop their product in a lighter touch regulation. Mm. And, 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 and I think that is the asset which Sunak and the Tory government tries to position as lucrative, as attractive to the AI world. Mm. At the same time, Sunak I think, is also going to try to position the UK as a sort of neutral ground where mm. AI-related policies or d- d- discussions, which might lead to policy, are are are, are taking place, mm-hmm. and that is why I think he is um, he is recently announced that there is going to be this AI regulation conference here in the UK, yeah. and so it's going to be an interesting an interesting development, uh, an interesting space to watch. One one comment which I'd like to make is we, we sort of need to be careful what we exactly want to position the UK as. Is mm. it going to be a neutral ground where we're going to host UK regulation conferences and such like? Well, if we are going to become the country where this is increasingly going to happen, then you know, it stands to reason that we also have to have some regulation. We can't really talk about regulation. Not have then not have it. Mm. But um, there is clearly the chance here to regulate a respons- uh, sorry to um create a responsibly regulated environment for ai technology hmm. and i think this is sorely needed because the tech world well it hasn't left the uk but the london stock exchange has not proven itself to be the premier location for tech companies mm. to ipo recently and that is clearly to the detriment of the uk so if mm. this can be done then i think it's a positive development
0: definitely definitely
1: yeah i mean you know there's a, obviously there's a lot to cover
0: um i think that you know the fact that they they're going to be having this thing going on in the autumn gives them a bit of thinking time um however i do think they need to come up with something very quickly you know mm. that it's not going to be one of these long draw, drawn out things, I don't think. I mean, it's going to be ongoing because things will change all the time. But um, I really think that, for instance, I know this sounds terrible, but, you know, uh, if, if it was a conference on climate change or something like that, there are, there's a lot of scope when you're talking about that sort of thing to say, uh, kick stuff into the long grass, you know, still so go, oh, well, of course, we can't do this because of this, that and the other. But with, with AI, it has to be done quickly mm-hmm. and universally so um so i i you know i have hopes if it does actually go ahead and that and the you know all the the main people uh the right people are there um then hopefully something something good should or something good should come out of it but um obviously yeah. we'll we'll need to see okay so um moving on let's talk about the um uh, new apple headset which I mean, you know, uh, unless you've been living in a cave uh, at some <laughs> at some point this this week, um, in which case, well, how, how is the cave? It's probably quite quite good at the moment because uh, probably quite nice and cool in there. But uh, it's cool. But, uh, and I have yeah. a three D cave. You have a three D cave, well, Excellent. Like,
1: like a metaverse cave.
0: Excellent. It's, Excellent. It's,
1: it's really nice. Yeah. Good. Uh, it, it's a
0: meta, man cave. A meta man cave. That sounds like something else. Uh, a, a meta man cave, doesn't it? But
1: anyways, and it's, uh, it's time again to move yeah, on. Yeah, it's think, time, time to move on. <laughs> um,
0: right, so, yeah, um, looks really impressive. Um, everyone says, you know, it's it's <laughs> sort of thinner lighter Mm -hmm. more comfortable than um other iterations of these things i must say when i first saw them um i thought that you could look through them which is which is you know like the oculus ones you know they're all solid so you can definitely see that no one can see out of them these ones quite funky because it looks like you can look through them but actually what it is it's a whole load of cameras on the inside and they're projecting um you know the image of your eyes as they're moving onto the outside um which is a bit freaky (laughs) um but you know i guess i don't know it it looks like someone you can see that someone's in there you know that's the thing i think that's the uh, yeah i know that sounds a bit strange to say but anyway so um i think that um it looks good i mean from what i've seen you know i think it could potentially replace the laptop um and screens you know lots of screens um because you know you're in there you can have these massive screens apparently you just look at something and because there are so many cameras looking at your eyes it knows exactly where you're looking and then you pinch in and you can you know double click um using all these gestures and things um and apparently it's incredibly intuitive so so yeah i mean it it, it sounds really good um, I mean, my first impression is, wow, this is very cool. But then I do think it's the sort of thing that if you got one, you go, yeah, this is great. Unboxing, great. Oh yeah, isn't it so cool? You put it on, and then you think, yeah, but what am I going to use it for? That's the that's the <laughs> slight
1: problem. Um, but anyway, what 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 are your impressions? <laughs> yes, um, I um, have a have a friend, and he. You do? Um, Good. I'm glad yeah, to hear I've it. I've got one friend. <laughs> no, a, hey,
0: you can always count on me. You can always count on me. So,
1: yeah. That does
0: remind
1: me of a sort of anecdote, which, which I briefly relate. I mean, when yeah. I um, when I interviewed for one of the companies in the city I worked for, uh, people the, 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 in in an interview, Lots of people in the interview, lots of traders and senior partners and all sorts of people. And um, and one of them asked me, well, if your friends were here, Ralph, what would they say of you? <laughs> about you, and it was sort of the version of what are your strengths and weaknesses, yes, exactly, and he yeah. didn't quite want to get there, mm-hmm. and, and and I found that strange, and so I said, well, well, exactly what what were you talking about? Um, is it the strengths and weaknesses question? And I said, yeah, well, it's it's about your friends, and I said, yeah. well, uh, you will have seen my CV. I'm German. I haven't got any friends. <laughs> oh my God. And I can imagine you saying that. After it saying, was brilliant. Yeah. Everybody started. Laughing, I mean, erupting in laughing, and I'm yeah. sure that's how I got the job.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah.
1: in the meantime, I have found one friend, yes. and that person. Congratulations! Uh, thank you very much. Yes, he yeah. he is as yet uh, the relationship is going very strong. Excellent. he's very I'm happy glad to hear with How I act uh, towards him. So good. 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 He lent me his Oculus, whatever it is, and this is the yeah. This is the, the the older one. This is the blocked off one. Mm-hmm. And I, I played around with this. And to your point, I mean, there was this thing where you could sort of dance on stage with people mm-hmm. in your 3D virtual world.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I I was loving it. I was mm. like dancing and I was yeah. thinking, yeah. And then I was looking, <laughs> looking to the right and there was a person dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: Fantastic, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, you got and some moves, like, Ralph.
1: Yeah. And I was like, well, sort of getting a bit, bit samey. This is <laughs> like, I don't know, what am I gonna do now? Everybody was dancing all the bloody time. Sorry. <clears throat> and mm. uh, yeah. And so eventually, I just sat down and thought, what am I gonna do now? And yeah. so I tested out some other applications, and eventually, just got old. And eventually, mm. means like after two or three days. Mm. So. This particular product, first of all, it seems to be lighter. Mm. the 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 fact that your eyes are being projected to the front of the mm. of the goggle is actually an interesting point if you think about it, because it serves no purpose. You yourself, unless I'm mistaken, cannot see out. Mm. Well, you can because
0: of the cameras. So there's cameras all all round the outside and there's cameras all around the inside. The, all the, the cameras all on the inside are, so many sensors and things, are looking at trying to pick up where you're looking. But then the cameras on the outside are looking at what you would be looking at. So for all intents and purposes, it is like you, it is yeah, clear because you're seeing it in real time. And, you know, if someone were to walk across in
1: front of you, you, you know you would see them so okay i yeah. I, I didn't appreciate that particular product <clears throat> feature, but so that does make it indeed like what we've been waiting for the virtual mm-hmm. reality overlay
0: that's mm. an
1: overlay over reality so if yeah. i and and so th- this is even cooler than um than I thought now my point is what I'm getting at is that the uh device which I was testing from my mate got old a little bit because the applications were limited of it. It was mm-hmm. just basically glorified video game mm-hmm. uh, device. Cool enough but not that interesting in the end. This particular product adds to that another important feature, excuse me, <clears throat> and that is that you can use it for work purposes. Mm. So you have various screens as many, well, maybe not as many as you want, but you, you well, I mean, I suppose they're not limited mm. and um, they can be as big as you want them to be. Yeah. I don't know exactly, again, I need, I'm looking forward to actually trying that out, that, that device. Mm. I don't know exactly how it works with your interaction, how the keyboards work and what the keyboard is, if, mm-hmm. if, if it's virtual or whether you can actually rig it up to a normal keyboard. Mm. One would think that has to be possible. Mm -hmm. And then of course you're beginning to see that you're creating a virtual workspace which you can actually use. And then it Mm. becomes a lot more flexible because you don't have to have a screen on your uh, table anymore, on your desk Mm. at home. Mm. It becomes um, a device which is light and simple to use which saves space at home which Mm -hmm. makes the home to the extent that that is your workspace more domestic again because you mm. haven't got the appliances all over the place mm-hmm. and of course also uh, if you're in public the fact that your eyes are projected mm. as you say this is a bit creepy but it does also mean that you are still interacting with your outside exactly. world. you're not locked away mm. um, and perhaps you'd be sitting on the tube and you can read your book on your kindle in in this way i think this is also something which which apple wishes uh, the device to be able to mm-hmm. do and and so to me i i'm actually excited about it to me that's sort of one step towards the Usability case for mm. the metaverse, mm-hmm. which 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 I'm looking for, and mm. which we have frequently discussed on on the on the podcast as mm. well. I'm, I'm not really looking to immerse myself into a fictional world. I'm looking to use the metaverse as a as the metaverse, the, the the virtual reality as a as a platform as an interface which allows me to uh, more easily and more holistically manipulate devices. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is. I just think it's absolutely fascinating,
0: but I do think you hit the nail on the head when you said about how it's, it's really all about the applications. Basically the developers need to be, the developers need to be convinced that this is something that will catch on Mm -hmm. enough that they will then spend the time and the money to develop, um, applications that make this thing, something that people really want because to sort of go, Hey everyone, this means you can have the biggest screen you've ever had. Yeah. It's not quite the the, the thing that mm-hmm. is going to make you go, actually, do you know what? I was wondering what I, I did have. The, I have got uh, $3,499 burning a hole in my pocket. Maybe I'll buy it. You're not going to deal on the back of you can get a bigger screen. Um, But, you know, I mean, I did actually, I said this sort of earlier in the week uh, in, in, you know, in in one of the daily podcasts that I think that this could be, if the price at some point, because obviously it's very expensive now, only a few people are going to, it's going to be rich people, early adopters and, you know, massive geeks, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, and sorry. And, um, you know, obviously developers and things. Um, But I think... If it comes down to 2500 or $2,000, but it replaces your laptop, mm. then suddenly that becomes more <clears throat> compelling because then you're thinking, well, it's not just a peripheral toy. This is something that I can actually use. I mean, the, yeah. the fact that their laptops are so expensive actually may proved to be quite useful in this case because mm-hmm. he, if people then replace you know the, their new laptop with uh, these you know the, the um, headsets mm-hmm. then it's the, the gap between how much it costs now and how much it needs to cost yeah. um, is actually a lot narrower so yeah in,
1: indeed so I mean uh, another way <clears throat> to think about it in which this could develop is if it replaces your mobile, mm. which I think Apple has mentioned as as a possibility, mm. then well, if you think about it, an iPhone costs like a thousand quid or something, mm. but you never really pay for it. I mean, no. I mean, you do, but it's rolled into the contract mm-hmm. which you have with Vodafone or mm. or two or wherever your your provider is, and then. At the end of the two-year contract, you've basically paid for the hardware and then you are free to upgrade or not. Mm. I have chosen not to, so I now own my phone, mm. but, but 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 I've sort of paid for it uh, in installments through the contract with my mm. provider.
0: Mm. And
1: so this could be done in exactly the same way. Uh, currently the cost appears to be punitive but it's early days and the cost mm. will come down and so your price point is is interesting and once it comes down to thousand quid, maybe two thousand, who knows it, it, it could be rolled into a contract with your phone provider if indeed it does mm. offer That's the additional uh, yeah. um, utility of, of mm. making a phone call mm. and, and why wouldn't it I mean all mm. you need for that is a little a little microphone Mm. Yes, that is very interesting. <clears throat> and I was just thinking then. I mean, if
0: you're having goggles that go around there, I, I now I don't know this, but as in what is the sound like? But you can conduct. Um, so you don't to listen to music. You don't have to have something in or on your ears, do you? Can is it like a bone conduction thing or whatever? Well, you I've can never. Pass
1: that, but of course, excuse me. <clears throat> My voice appears to be going today mm. um, but but if you think about what, what you're doing now with Airpods for example, mm. Apple Airpods they're just clicking into mm. your ear and um, your mobile is not necessarily even anywhere inside, you carry it mm. in, your, mm. in your jeans pocket or wherever um, <clears throat> and then excuse me <clears throat> and then you can uh, of course, also take phone calls and talk, mm. and it's, it's it's not a problem. So, the um, AirPods are a microphone and an mm. earphone at the same
0: time. Well, I'm just thinking of, you know, if you've got something here, yeah, and then you know, like over your eyes, and then it's wrapping around your head. I'm just kind of thinking, well, if that's the case, the bit that sort of goes around the side of your head could mean mm. that you somehow have some bone conduction thing going on so you don't have to have something in your ears which is a safety would be a safety feature Potential, you know, like they could say that look, you know, you can walk along the street and it's okay because you can still hear stuff, you can still see it yeah. um, but you can also happen to listen to music as well via bone conduction now like i said i've never listened to yeah, music I like that i don't
1: know whether that works whether you can actually listen by a bone conduction i don't know you can I believe speak. so
0: well because yeah because i um you know back in the day when i used to do load of triathlon and stuff and and um even then i there were goggles you can uh there were things you could get that um while you're swimming you can actually hear music and it's not really with something in your ear that's cool um and uh, you know those things i you know they they are obviously a lot better these days mm-hmm. but i'd never actually listened to them um, myself because i did buy some i couldn't i can work out how to use them i tried desperately trying to use it was more cases i couldn't download anything and i just <laughs> gave up in the end um but um but yeah you know it's one of those things isn't it but i think very exciting it's obviously too expensive at the moment but you know it's really going to develop on Yes, price, but it's going to be much more on the the the
1: apps. You know, yes, people they, are going to have to see that they need to to get this in their life. But if you if you think about a situation where it might indeed replace your laptop uh, or your iPad hmm. in, in in a usable way, then what you have is 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 another step towards a uh, multi-platform product hmm. uh, way then it's basically the everything product. Yeah. Uh, think about what we're doing on our mobiles. We basically mm. do everything on our mobiles mm. with the exception perhaps of, uh, well, n- well, no perhaps about it, with the exception of actually doing work which I can only do at the PC, mm-hmm. doing spreadsheets, doing financial models, doing this mm. and the other, writing books or whatever people mm. wish to do. Uh, that I wouldn't do on my mobile. Mm. But if there is an application which allows me to do this, uh, that, that would be fantastic. Hmm. The 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 only misgiving I have with that is I don't really want to walk around all day with skiing goggles on my Well, that's the thing, isn't my, it? That's the next head. thing,
0: yes. Because <clears throat> in a way, they have to make you want to keep them on for longer so that you will use it more. But on the other hand, you then have to think about the comfort as well and the practicality yeah. of wearing something that is currently a bit heavy. I mean, it's probably not heavy initially, But after a while, plus, what does it do to your eyes as well? You know, prolonged exposure to that with something so close to your you know to your eyes anyway what what does that have a detrimental effect or not or what i don't know
1: well again that's that's why i actually said initially it's one step forward to to what i would like to see i mean mm. i ideally i would just like to see like normal glasses with with mm. some sort of additional clip-on contraption like uh, google glass I, I, yeah <laughs> exactly yeah Google Glasses, which work, actually. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not a tech person, so I don't know whether the immersiveness can be uh, generated by normal glasses. Mm, but then, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, but then I again, you know, everything is solvable. But so if, mm. if you remember the sort of old... There the, the used to be something in the 80s which you could um, put on your Sunglasses, sort of wind wind breaking, oh I know, uh, sort of things, which I sometimes (laughs) used when I'm when I was skiing. It didn't really quite work, but if you can do that, maybe you can do that also. Yeah, because actually I was
0: thinking, you know, when we were talking earlier about the the fact that you can't look through the goggles, I imagine that that is probably because if you could look through the goggles. The contrast that you would get with stuff that's projected on in front of your eyes is probably not going to be as clear as it would be Mm -hmm. unless it was projected onto a like a black surface, I imagine. So maybe that's what it is. And maybe that's the whole thing with the because I suppose with with, if it was projected onto something that really was transparent, it'll be a bit more like um, like you know when you're driving a car with head up display um so it's like
1: lights i was just gonna say just, that yeah, yeah exactly there the used to be car in the 80s or so which had that as an innovation for the first time and i thought it was terribly distracting it, it was weird mm-hmm. i mean you mm-hmm. you because you had to sort of focus your eyes from the middle distance of driving to the windscreen where the thing was projected mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. and and well uh, I I don't know. I I didn't like it. It was it was odd.
0: I've 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 had it in a you know in a previous car, and I actually found it very useful. You know, like you mm-hmm. project stuff on like um, you know your directions. You have got the sat nav on. It will project like you know this is where you need to go off, and okay. so you don't have to take your eyes off the road. It's uh, it can it can be very good. It can be very good. Um, but anyway, but there you go. Um, exciting things for the totally. future. Yeah. Bit bit expensive, um, but um, could be fun. And also, two-hour battery life. So not that great. Um, But um, but although you you can carry
1: although although you
0: can you can (laughs) in the You can plug it. Yeah, you you can plug it in. You can plug it in. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, these things always get better. So uh, so anyway, uh, exciting stuff. It's not perfect, but there are a lot of possibilities. But anyway. Mm. I think on that front, uh, on that front, on that score, we, we might as well uh, call it a day here. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you very much, as always, um, for your inputs you. and exciting thoughts, etc. Um and, uh, yeah. and for my dance moves this time. And for your dances, obviously, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, but thank you very much indeed. And uh, we'll be back again uh, with more next week. Okay, cool. Many thanks. Thanks for listening, Bye. guys. Thank you. Bye.